You're listening to episode three of the Becoming Aligned podcast. Welcome to Becoming Aligned, where we'll step away from the busyness of our days to explore what it looks and feels like to create meaningful lives that align with our personal values. I'm your host, Maureen Ryan, the founder of Ryan Wellness. I hope these conversations will serve as inspiration and as a reminder that through the ups and downs, we're all in this together. In this week's episode, I interview someone very special to me, my dad. Yes, I may have recorded this interview for selfish reasons. I know I may be a bit biased here, but I think my dad has lived a really interesting life. Not because of what he's done, but because of who he's become as a person and how he treats those around him. In terms of living a life in which you align your values to your life's choices, my parents have been my greatest teachers. Yes, I'm hoping to convince my mom to come on the show too. That might be a harder sell though. (laughs) Anyway, in this episode, my dad and I talk about what it was like to grow up in a small town in central Illinois and how his experience in the army and in Vietnam shaped his perspective on life. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Dad. Welcome to the Becoming Aligned podcast. Thanks uh, thanks for coming on today. Well, you're welcome, Maureen. Um, I thought this would be a great chance to kind of, uh, A, for me to get to learn a little bit more about you. Like, I know a lot about you, but um, yeah, I thought it'd be a nice opportunity just to kind of sit down with you and learn a little bit more about what makes you tick and what kind of shaped you into the person that you are today. So... Um, I think I'm just going to start off, and I know it's actually a harder question than it seems, but can you describe yourself a little bit? Well, Maureen, I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. When, when I do figure it out, I will. you'll be the first to know. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling yeah. it, it, like it, that. <laughs> it, 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 it reminds me, that, that I, I, not to be, but there was, I always remember this story they asked this, Gabriel Marquez, about his wife and they says uh tell me about your wife he said i don't have a clue about her and he said <laughs> they said well you've been married 40 years yeah and i said he said i still don't have a clue <laughs> you know so uh, how do you expect to know uh, you know i haven't really made that trip yet maureen to see who i am yet but I, i'm gonna have to figure it out someday no well how like how would you describe some basic things about yourself like what you did as a career um yeah, some like main highlights in your life. How about that? Just like simple, concrete things. Okay, Maureen. The, uh, I think uh, the, the highlight of my life was, I think, the day you guys were born, you Aww. and Kevin and Jimmy. Aww. That was that was sort of the highlights of my life. And then from there, I can't, uh, you know, I. Uh, well, you, yeah, you, were, you that had was a it. you had a career as a as a cameraman for CBS, like the local news station here. So you spent, how many years were you, how many years did you do that, Dad? About 30 some years, Maureen. About 30 some years. But but, but I, I don't want to be known as a, as a cameraman because I, just to say another quick story, Maureen, there was a guy, on, there was a, a tombstone in England that said he was born a man, but he died a butcher. And I don't want to be known as, as born, born, and I don't want to be, I died a cameraman. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm other things now beside the cameraman. I don't want to be defined as a cameraman. Yeah. No, I know. You know? I know. So, like, yeah, you are other things. You're yeah. like, 
That was that was a lifetime ago almost. Yeah, you know? that yeah. Was that, how long ago, ago did you retire? Or I know you had to take an early retirement at the time. How many years ago was that? Now, would you say? Uh, I didn't have to, but I wanted oh, to. Oh, you wanted uh, to. They offered I, it. I guess they offered early retirement. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They, they well, that was. I'm, I'm guessing more. You know, I think it's around 15 years ago now. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. 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 And would you would you even consider those years since working there retirement? Like. Does it feel like you've been retired, or does it feel like you've had this whole other yeah. kind of life after uh, that? Yeah, I don't think I, I don't I don't I, I don't feel like I. Well, it, it depends on what you define retired. You know, I think mm -hmm. I think a lot of people they uh, they think you should just go home and vegetate and wait for the, the hearse to come to pick you up. You know, but no, I I, I don't want to be like that. So no, I. I have a lot of other interests more that I that I I, I have. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so. So I don't, uh, yeah, I, I don't really, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know if I would define it as retirement, but it was, yeah. I, I think it's just like a, di a different career for me now. Right. No, I know. Cause you have all these other interests. Like, yeah. So what would those other interests, can you describe those other interests to me? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I like walking. I like reading. I like, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, I sports, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't like working too much anymore, but, uh, you do a lot. yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I, but interest more, I, I, yeah, I, I, it's hard to, it's hard to define that just why I don't have just one interest in it. Like I'm not a golfer. I'm not mm -hmm. a, you know, I, I like getting up in the morning and reading for 20 and 30 minutes when, when it's quiet in the house. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I, I would miss that now if I had to get up and get ready and go to work and, that's something I really got to enjoy. Yeah, you yeah, know, and and things like that. So I, I I do like having more time that I can kind of do the things I like to do. You know. No, that's good. And you're very so, yeah. and you're very active too. Like you walk and bike and um, yeah, I like, work, work I out like, at the gym I, I enjoy, and do things like that pretty regularly yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. No, I enjoy. It's a lifestyle for me more. Yeah. You know, I, I I would probably you know if I if I wasn't able able to do that you know uh, it, it would be it would be more difficult than to be it, just sitting around the house watching tv all the time so oh, I, yeah I'd, I'd have a hard time with that but then we have a house in ireland i i enjoy going i i really enjoy going to ireland and uh you know meeting different people over there and i got to i got to know a lot of people over there we built a house probably 15 years ago in ireland so yeah and uh, and so i i really I really look forward to going over there and meeting people who think a little bit different than a lot of people here do sometimes. You know, right. you, you meet two different people in there. Uh, and so I enjoy that. Yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy walking in the mountains because we're, we're not far from the mountains in Ireland and we're 20 minutes from the, the beaches in the Western part of Ireland. We yeah, go it's there. Beautiful. And so I, and I, and I ride my bike I, over there. There's a, great bike trail over there that I it's called the Greenway and it goes from one town it goes from a place called Newport in Mayo to Westport or you can go the other way and take the, the, the Greenway to Mulrani and at each end of the Greenway there is a pub I go to and, a different <laughs> ones. and I and I go I go there and have no more than two pints of Guinness and then I come home right now that's a nice way to spend an afternoon over there isn't it yeah and so and I got to know a lot of people there when I when I walk in there's a there's a place in Westport I walk into and this guy says how are things in the Windy City and I, <laughs> I'm just amazed 
Yeah. I'm just amazed that they. I'm just amazed that they remember me. You know, right, some, right. Some, but some of, you know, so I yeah, so I do I do uh, you know, you ask me off the top of my head, you know, but those those are things I really enjoy too. No, I know, and uh, yeah, just um. I guess part of the reason you guys, for those of you who may not know you, the reason you guys built the house in Ireland was your your wife, my mom, is from uh, is from County mm-hmm. Mayo in Ireland. So um, you guys get to visit the family over there too, I guess, and then also just have different experiences too. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I try to go over there more like two weeks before she comes because that way I, <laughs> I can do my thing. And then when she gets there, all I do is drive. We go <laughs> and go visit her, family. We go see her. Yeah. Go go visit her sisters and her brother. So then it's nice. It, it, so I like to get two weeks on my own. Yeah, no, I know. And and, uh, and then I'm a driver, chauffeur. <laughs> oh my goodness, you are good. You are a good driver though, because when we were over there last year, you were a very good tour guide. Yeah, because if I was to describe you, I would describe you as, uh, you know, a dad. A, you know, now you're a grandfather. Um, you're just this active person who's who's kind of a politically engaged person as well, always learning things um, and trying to grow and discover new things, which I think is really important. Um, obviously, you were a cameraman, but you also I think that the reason that you enjoyed that job is that you were also kind of always talking and listening to new people. And um, I think that was something that was kind of cool about that. But before any of that happened, um, where did you grow up? Can you tell me a little bit about where you grew up and maybe some of your favorite memories uh, of growing yeah. up? Yeah, I grew up more in a, in a small town in central Illinois called Lucille, Illinois. And it's uh, it, it, at that time, it was probably, a, I thought it was a big place. It was probably around 12,000 people. Now there's probably 9,000 people living there now. Oh, wow. But yeah, we, uh, we grew, I grew up there and I, uh, Went to grade school. Went to grade school at a, a Catholic uh, Catholic school, St. Patrick's School, and then uh, I went to LaSalle Pruitt Township High School. I graduated from there in 1963. Okay. And uh, and then I uh, was kind of uh, didn't know what I wanted to do, and kind of worked different. I worked a, a job, uh, a couple little jobs, and. I wasn't happy at all, you know, because mm. I, I didn't, there was just, uh, I didn't, I didn't, there was just the work I didn't want to work. I worked in West Clocks factory. West Clocks was a big factory in LaSalle, Peru. Okay. And so I didn't, the, I didn't were enjoy Were you on the assembly line there? Or what, what did you do there? Yeah, I, I supplied parts for the, to making the clock. And, okay. and there was a, a group of these, probably 20 women that were assembling clocks. And I used to have to keep them in supply with, uh, with parts for the West Clocks clocks, and they uh, they were they were so they were such nice people. You know, they were all uh, you know cause they were they were they were hard to work for because they you know mm-hmm. they they made their money by how many clocks they put out. So oh, they yeah. they wanted their they wanted the material. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I I might not have been the fastest when they first started, but they were also nice, and they were they they really. And, and I always remember I didn't I didn't stick it out long. I only stayed there a couple months. And, yeah. And when I and when I left. They gave me this gift, which I never forgot. They were such, hmm. such lovely, lovely people. You know, they were just really nice people. And, and the sad part about that, though, that that story, Maureen, is that uh, these hands they used to glow in, the, oh, in yeah. the dark for the for the clocks. And you know what they do is they 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 put they put the tip of the finger in their mouth to pick up the hands. Yeah. And they they all died of cancer. Oh, all goodness. those all those 
all those people they died of cancer but so i did i, I did that for uh, a couple of months and then i uh i don't know where i just hung around there for a while then finally i as you know i got drafted in the army yeah. and I, I went in the ar went in the army in 1966 yeah and then so after the so you were so you were army, drafted I, you were oh go on um, go on dad i'm sorry no after the army i i got out that's how i ended up coming to chicago i came to chicago and yeah, uh, at the start of '68. Okay. I came, I came to Chicago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back to LaSalle for a second. Like, did you have any like favorite memories of growing up there? Like when you're little, like, um, were there any activities that you would get lost in and like lose track of time doing while you know maybe playing or just some things that you really enjoyed ab about just being in LaSalle or anything? Well, I think you know. I think more you know growing up in a town like LaSalle, you, you, you know, you, you knew so many people, Yeah. you know, you knew every, you knew everybody and it was a small town. So, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, uh, I had great parents, my mother and father, you probably don't remember my father very well, but not, not very you know, well, cause he, he died when I was really uh, young, I think. Yeah. Like my father was from a generation that, uh, he was born in 1897. Yeah. So, uh, and so he grew up, you know, in the, during the, you know, not during the depression, but when he was world war one, he, he saw world war one. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't serve cause he was too young for world war one, but, and he was too old for world war two, but mm -hmm. he, uh, but he, you know, he was just a, a different generation. Uh, and, and I was lucky to, lucky to have parents like I did and they yeah. were they were just really really great parents and and but I didn't know it Maureen but we grew up I was poor I didn't realize I was poor though because mm -hmm. we had so much so we had so much stuff and and uh, we, we never I mean we never had a car and I mm -hmm. but I, but I, I just think we had uh, there was just something about uh I just I, I loved I loved my youth I, I enjoyed I enjoyed mm -hmm. uh we had we are our next door neighbors they were and we had just so many friends and people that would come to the house, and my uncles would come by. And oh yeah, yeah, it, it was it was a it was a happy it was a happy time. Or uh, yeah, for, for and and like I I did the usual things. I played sports. I played baseball and I played basketball in school. And I did that and played football in high school. And you know I never was you know I never really I never was a a great athlete, but I enjoyed it, you know, and I, uh, I didn't, I, I wasn't really a great student because I don't know why I just, I, I think that was, if I had one, if I had one wish to do over again, I, I, I would love to be able to have, to re redo my education because mm -hmm. I think I missed so much. I missed so much, uh, with not reading, not, with not, not, not being interested in school, not being, uh, engaged with my teachers. I, okay. I was, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think it was the the way you're being taught, or do you think that you just weren't maybe like um, doing the you know, work, I don't know doing the work a little I don't, bit? I don't you know? know. I, it's hard. It, that's that's a hard thing to say. You know, I, I mean, I, I I had a great a great first grade teacher. Her name was Sister Ignatius, and I'll never forget her. You know, and what uh, made her so memorable. I I don't. You know, there's just certain certain aspects of people you just you know she she cared for me you know yeah. she was nice to me and yeah and i uh, and she was kind and and uh in, in those days uh you you may not know this but some of the mm. some of the nuns could be a bit a bit mean yeah. you know and uh and so but she was just such a kind kind lady you know and uh 
But I, I, I never really, even in high school, I never, I think my, my biggest regret was I never really got engaged in school like I, like I would have now. Yeah, you no, you, you're did. probably the biggest reader I know. You read all the time. And uh, so I, I think I think it's partly due to me, but I think it's partly due. I remember I, I took this course at the University of Chicago here in mm-hmm. Chicago, and yeah, and I, I, as an I took adult, this course, though, right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I was I was I was retired actually. When I retired, I took this basic program, and I said to myself, I said, "My God, if, if I had if I had people like this that would engage yeah. you in in, in 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 the subjects that there was." That was being taught, you know, it was just, it was amazing. But, you know, I, I didn't, and, and plus I, I wasn't probably ready for it either, though. I probably mm-hmm. was more open to things when I got older and didn't realize I was poor, but my father never drove a car. And so he, you know, we everywhere we went, we walked and we bought a car. I think I was 17 years old when we bought a car and, I, and nobody could drive it. Right. So I, I know the said, story about Grant. Didn't, was, didn't Grandma have a little trouble driving it? Isn't, wasn't there a story oh, about yeah, that? Oh, yeah, she had a, she, she, she had a few few wrecks, but then we got pulled over by the police. We got pulled over by the police a few times, and but anyway, she, you know, she 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 uh, she went out and you know she was in her sixties at yeah. this time, and yeah, she went out and learned how to drive. My father had no interest, so, you know. He said, "I don't want to learn how to drive. I right. can, everywhere I can, everywhere I need to go, I can walk." Right. You know, I mean, he used to walk to work. He worked in Oglesby, Illinois. We lived in LaSalle, Illinois, so he used to walk across the Illinois River. The railroad bridge, and I was thinking that the other day. He used to walk across this, uh, walk from LaSalle, Illinois, to Oglesby, Illinois, which was really that far, maybe four miles or three miles. Yeah. But still, in the wintertime, that was a good, that was a good hike in the wintertime. Yeah, it'd be about eight miles, eight miles or so total, too, back and forth. Yep. Yeah. So you know, but uh, and that was that was my uh, that was my uh, my childhood. Yeah. I I was when I look back, I was I was very. I was very happy to with it. Sounds like a very you know, yeah. Sounds so. like a happy childhood, Dad. Yeah, um, and that I was. You mentioned getting um, drafted to Vietnam. I was just going to ask because well, how old were you? Eighteen when you got drafted? No, uh, I, I, well, at first I wasn't drafted to Vietnam. I was drafted in the army. You know, and oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah I that's went, true. Okay. Yeah, so I I went. Uh, I was drafted, and I. Uh, it was my first plane ride I ever took, and we I, we had to come to Chicago. Of course, I, we took a train up. But I did I did have a, a kind of an interesting story. Morning, my father, who uh, knew this man, but I, I can say his name now because my father's dead, and, my, and this man's dead. His name was Stanley Smith, mm-hmm. and Stanley Smith was he was my father's one of my father's best friends, and he was on the draft board. Okay, and so and so my father says. Uh, comes to me one day and he says, Stanley Smith told me to tell you that he can get you out of getting drafted Ooh, if you don't want to go to the Army. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know you never told me that. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Well, how, how did the rest of that conversation go? Well, you know, if you knew my father, you know, he, he was as straight as an arrow and he wouldn't want to bend any rules and he wouldn't want to. Mm-hmm. Pull anything for you know for his mm-hmm. son, so and I knew that too about him, you know. So I would never, never ask him to do something, even though I know he didn't want me to. He didn't want me to go to the army, you know. But I'd never ask him to do something, you know, yeah, against, how- against against what he would really wouldn't want to do. So I said, no, Dad. I said, just let the chips go. We'll see. If I get drafted, I get drafted. If I don't, we'll see. What, what, I don't want you to do anything that, you know, for you know. Uh, I don't want you to do anything like that. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah. So about three months later, I got drafted. Yeah. You know, so. How did your parents react when you got drafted? Like, what were the, what was their response? You know, Maureen, that's a good question. I, you know, I, you know, I don't know. Yep. I, I really don't know. I really don't know. You know, it's it's a see. I grew up in a generation where you know you didn't uh, you didn't really have really deep conversations with your parents. Yeah. You know, which was kind of which was kind of a sad thing in a way. You know, but you know you didn't. Uh, yeah, and, and I uh, just uh, yeah. So I don't know. I I, I know they didn't want me to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know sure. I, you know and uh, they didn't you know but they never said you know they they never. I never saw them being sad or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't see that about them. So, right. you know, it, 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 they were, but I, it, it was hard on them. I know. Oh, I'm sure. You know, because I remember I was out and uh, I was out, they came out to visit me out in Raleigh, Kansas. So that, is that where you first, so you went to Chicago and then flew out? Did you yeah. fly out to Fort Riley, Kansas then? No, no, I was, uh, my first plane ride was to a place called Fort Polk, Louisiana. And I flew down mm-hmm. the, the Fort Polk, Louisiana, and it was absolutely flying into hell. I thought, <laughs> my God. I, Come on, because it's so I hot? I know. It was just, I just the whole, just the atmosphere. You the walked into this. Yeah. You, you know, just the whole experience. You see these guys. We got there about four in the morning, and this whole, this, they're out marching and screaming and hollering. I thought, what are, what, what, what are they doing up so early in the morning, four o'clock in the morning? And, <laughs> There's 500 people walking down the street screaming and shouting at one, mm-hmm. you know, hoop, 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 you know, this and that. And I thought, oh, yeah. this is pure hell. What did I get myself into? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I, I stayed there maybe three weeks. Okay. Yeah. And then what happened was spinal meningitis broke out. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, and the guy next to me got, got, got spinal meningitis. Oh, ne- so next what, to you in the bunk next to you? Yeah, the bunk next to me. Oh, my and, goodness. And, and so they, what they did was they said, we got We were too crowded, you see. It was just too crowded. And they had... Uh, so for the next couple of days, we had to sleep with the windows open. And they, they used to have uh, they used to have places for, to put your cigarettes out on, you know, in, in the, by the bunk beds. Mm-hmm. And uh, there'd be water in them. And they'd be frozen. It was that cold. Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. And so uh, anyway, they said... They they call out a list of names, and, the, and my my name was on the list. I says, "Where are we going?" He says, "You're going to Fort Hood, Texas." Hmm. So they lined us up, and we got on the bus, and we went and we did my ba- I did my what they call basic training in in Fort Hood, Texas. Fort Hood, Texas. Okay. Fort Hood, yeah, Fort, Fort Hood, Texas. Hood. And, and uh, I think two or three of the guys I was with from my hometown went with me, and and. Two of the other guys, two or three of the other guys, stayed back in Fort, Fort uh, Polk, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, so yeah, so I ended up going to going to Fort Hood, Texas, and, and did my basic training there. And so and that's where your parents there, that's where your parents came to visit you. No, then I guess no. Oh, then no, you said Fort no, Riley. So you started at Fort Hood. Yeah, or, I started and, out at Fort Polk, Louisiana. Then I oh went to Fort. <laughs> I started out Fort. Uh, uh, Fort Polk, Louisiana. Louisiana. Then I went from Fort Polk. I went to Fort Hood, Texas, and I graduated what they call advanced infantry training from Fort uh, Hood, Texas. Okay. And then, and then uh, we were out in the uh, when you when you graduate, they they line you all up 
and there was probably 500 of us standing out in this formation, you know, and I, yeah. I to, uh, to this day, I'll never forget it. You know, uh, this sergeant gets up there and he says, gentlemen, he says, I got good news for you today. He says, uh, we're all going to Germany, mm. but Jim Ryan and Dick Dombrowski, you will not be going with this fallout over there. So myself and this Dick Dombrowski, we go falling out over here. And we're, everybody's throwing their hats up in the air and cheering, oh. and they're all, yeah. they're all, you know. So, like, why just the two, like, why just the two of you? Well, that story I, I blows never, my mind every time I hear you say it. Like, I just, just two of so you got we, called we, out. And he was from my hometown, too. He was from Peru. Oh, no way. He was okay. from Yeah. And so uh, we go over there, and uh, I say, Sergeant, where are we going? Hmm. And uh, I'll never forget his words. He says, uh, you are going to the 9th Infantry Division. From there, you'll be, uh, you'll be going to, uh, 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 how did he, he, had a, he had a name for it, uh, undisclosed area overseas. Okay. You know, and that's all he said. And you did know, you know right he, away that he, you must be going to Vietnam then? You knew that. Yeah, we figured we, we, figured we were, you know. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, so we got on the bus the next day. My bunkmate, he uh, he went. To, he was from Harvey, Illinois. You know, we had to get, be up at like three in the morning because we had, you know. And so my bunk, I was so surprised. My bunkmate got up and uh, and they say goodbye to me. I was, I was really, uh, I was, he was, you know, I, I always remember that. I said, that's boy, that's sweet. you know, that, that, that's a friend to get up, to get up like that. And, yeah. and he was so he, he felt so bad for me that oh, yeah. I did, I, you know, and I you know, and he was he was on, on his way to Germany. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, so anyway, that was, uh, and then we went to, I, I, I spent six months in, I spent six months in Fort Riley, Kansas morning, okay. uh, training, to training to go to Vietnam. And, okay. and that's what we did. So there was, uh, there was probably 18,000 of us. At Fort ended Riley? Up, uh, ended up at Fort Riley. And okay. we, we formed, an, we formed a division that was activated for the war in Vietnam, it was it was deactivated uh, after the Second World War, and, oh. and, and then they and then they activated the Ninth Infantry Division to go to Vietnam. Okay. And so that's that's how we ended up. Uh, and uh, those of you who would, who would the the big red one, the First Infantry Division was uh, was the division that occupied Fort Riley before we got there, but they had shipped out to Vietnam about oh. a year. Year before, a year before that, so we we took over the base after they left. Okay. And okay. So that's, uh, that's and that's where okay that's, bad... that's where your mom and dad came out to visit you was at my Fort mom Riley. and dad my, my mom my mom and dad came up to see I never told them I was going to Vietnam. Oh see? my goodness! Yeah. So they just they, what did what did they when think they, when they went out there? They figured it out pretty quick, well, I'm sure. No, they they didn't have a clue. You know? Oh really? And my sister was no, my sister was out there and. Uh, and so she was swimming in the pool, uh, and uh, this guy was out there, and he says, uh, you know, he started chatting, talking to her. And right, saying, uh, right. And she said, oh, my brother's uh, stationed out here in Fort Riley. Oh, she, he says, when, when, he's shipping out in, in, in three weeks' time for Vietnam oh, goodness, then. goodness, goodness. And, and she says, no, he didn't say that. Oh, Dad, oh, boy. And, so were you just keeping it from them because you didn't want to— I wanna, didn't want to worry him. You didn't want to worry them, yeah. No, so— Were you worried? So that's— <laughs> well, yeah, you always worry more. Yeah, yeah, you, you never know. 
Right. You know, he always, you know, and I was, I'm, I'm the kind of person, you know, you, 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 you never really, you always think the worst sometimes, you know. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, was worried. Worst. I was worried. But, but you know, I, you know. I guess I asked because, yeah. um, you know, would it, like you were um, being very, you know, you don't want to worry anyone else. But then I was just wondering, like, how did you deal with, like, your worries? Do you know what I mean? Like, did you talk about it with the other guys or did the other guys not talk about it? Or did you just kind of have to process that internally and just kind of try to try to make the best oh. of whatever whatever situation, whatever card you were dealt? Well, that's, you know, Maureen, that's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that. I never really, uh, you know, the, the funny part of it is, I, you know, and I, I remember this well. There was a, one or two guys that we, we call them gung ho. They were really gung ho about going to Vietnam. You know, mm-hmm. they, I can't wait to get over there and this and that. Mm-hmm. But most, but most of the guys that I was with, they never talked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they never talked about it. They never said. And so it, we kind of kept it to ourselves, I guess. Yeah. You know, is I don't think I ever talked to anybody about fear of this and that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, but I do remember. Uh, I do remember the the day we were we were shipping out. And uh, we, we we took a, I think we 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 flew out to California to get on a ship. And I remember I don't know who he was. It was some officer got up there and he was giving us a speech. Mm-hmm. You know, telling us you know we're we're, but he says look around you here now. Hmm. He said a lot of you will a lot of you will not be coming. Well, not a lot of you will people here will not be here next year. Hmm. You'll be dead or won't you'll be dead or wounded. And so he said, he said, look around. And so everybody was looking around at one another. I didn't want to look. Yeah. I just looked straight. I didn't want to look. Mm-hmm. And so. I can understand that. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't know more. I, I guess we never really talked about it, you know. And, right. Uh, so I, I think it was more of a personal thing. You know, you just right. kind of kept it to yourself. It's almost like you probably you know? go into some type of survival mode or something. I don't know. Just, uh. Because even yeah, I'm thinking it, it, about it, being being over there, just you know, having to process um, being in an mm-hmm. environment like that, I guess. Um, well, yeah. I think I think I think I, I think the worst thing is more, you know, when you're, you know, just what what what's gonna, you know, what what's gonna for even I, I can like I, I can still remember the first day we got there. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, uh, you know, we had, a, we got, we get, we were on a ship. So I was on a ship for 20 some days, I think 20, <laughs> 25, 25 days. And, uh, I remember I sent my mother and father a telegram from Okinawa saying, uh, I arrived in Okinawa and blah, 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 you know? So, mm-hmm. and so then from there, another seven days, I think we were in Vietnam. And I remember, I remember we were all saying, what are we going to, what, what's going to happen when we get off this ship? Are we yeah. going to get shot at or, you know, anyway, we got off the ship and uh, there was bands, there was a band there and there was a, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we walked on the beach and there huh. was a, uh, you know, it was, and General Westmoreland was, was the guy that and he welcomed us to Vietnam. Okay. He welcomed us to Vietnam. And uh, there was no shots fired. There was nothing. It was just real peaceful, you know? Yeah. And so, so we got on these, on these, uh, they call them deuce and halves. They were, they were trucks, and so we all jumped on these deuce and halves. And there was there wasn't eighteen thousand. There was five thousand of us on the ship. I think it was in the it was third brigade. So we got on we got on these trucks, and we were we headed out to a place called Bearcat, and uh, uh, 
just the heat and the smell mm-hmm. of Vietnam is something. It's something you'll never. It, it, it's just and you, you just never. And the people, you know, you're going through these villages and looking at these people. I mean, we trained for six months. Yeah, we trained for six months to for this to, to get to Vietnam. You know, yeah. but it, nothing can it prepare you for the the smells and the heat mm-hmm. of uh, of of Vietnam. You know, even though I was in a in, in, in Fort Riley, which can be pretty hot too. But, right, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that uh, and, and we were going down the road, and I, I, I think I may have told you this before, but and I, and, and I was with this guy from Iowa. And he he said, "Do you see these guys on the side of the road?" And they were they were guys from the uh, airborne division, mm-hmm. and then there was on the other side there was Australians. They were guarding our, the road mm-hmm. so we wouldn't get ambushed going, going down the road. Okay, and. And uh, they were in these they were in these holes along the ground, digging, yeah. they, you know, and, and foxholes along the road. And, and, uh, and I said, "My God, they're old men. Look oh, at wow. them, you know." Yeah, but they've probably just been there like a year or so, huh? Yeah, and they were, and I remember they were looking at us and just shaking their heads. Right, you guys look like newbies to them, probably. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, and you know, our, we were wide eyed and. Yeah. You know, ready to, you know, and and, uh, and I always remember that, and uh, it's something I never forgot. You know, they were, mm-hmm. they were just, they were just so, uh, so old looking. Mm. Anyway, we, we we got to our camp where we were going to, and and uh, you know, we got we, we 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 didn't have any ammunition in our in our weapons. They call them weapons you know, yeah. in our in our in our in our M16s. We didn't have any ammunition yet because hmm. they were afraid that they were afraid that. Oh. We, we'd be we, we'd be so trigger happy trigger getting happy. off the boat, okay. huh. and, and, and 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 the first person we'd see, we may you know anyway. So yeah. we, we didn't, and so we, I remember we, we went we got to bed that night. And we were you know we were sleeping on the ground, and, and we had and uh, the next thing I heard is this big bang, mm. and then another bang, and I thought, oh my god, what's that noise? And it was artillery going off. Yeah, and it was like it was like in the middle of the night, and they said, everybody up, get your ammunition. So we had to line up. And get our, we had to get our ammunition for the night because, you know, and not that we were in any danger, but they wanted us, you know, we were in country now and they said, we, we better get given some ammunition. And uh, so that was, that was my first day morning. And, wow. and it's a day that I, it's a day I, I never, I, I don't think I'll ever forget now. I, I like the other days, they kind of go away. They you know, of, some days you'll remember some, yeah, they kind of blur together. But that one particular day is a day that I'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah, and right. nothing happened. It, it, and nothing happened. I mean, there was right. no, there was nothing. It was, it was just that 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 ex- first day experience. It, it's something that you you just never forget. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can't really imagine. But and, I can only imagine. I guess. And, that. I, and, and I remember my last day. Yeah, I was going to ask and, you. Uh, That's what that was going to be my next question. Then it was the last day as yeah, memorable. I, so, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember my last day. We were. We were. Uh, you know, we, I, I I remember I had I had ringworm and I was. I didn't know if I was going to be able to go home because oh, they, they didn't oh. let they they didn't let you out without uh, out of the country with you. They had any rashes, you know. I had I had a big rash on my on my leg on my leg, two legs actually. Oh. And then after I got that, after I got the rash cleared up, I had ringworm. Then they oh goodness! Said. So I was take, I was I was taking I was taking this medicine, but anyway, it all worked out and I got it all cleared up and uh, and I was getting ready to get on the plane and uh, we were walking on the plane and these guys were getting off the plane. Yeah. And I heard I heard a guy, you know, it's, it's so funny because you can. He said, "Look at these guys." Mm. 
pointing to us. Yeah. He said, he said, they're so old. Yeah. So it's just like came full circle there. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, but I, I remember then, then we got up on the plane and, and uh, we, we took off. I remember, I, remember, I can remember taking off and they, and the next thing we're diving down to the ground. Oh goodness. Thought, what? Oh my, what's, and, and the pilot said, we're taking a little, we're taking some fire now. So uh, we're going to fly low for, we're taking, uh, we're, we're going to fly low for a little bit. And, and this is a Pan Am. This is Pan Am. This oh. is not a military plane. Oh, I'm picturing a military. Is, pa- I'm taking. I'm picturing a military no, plane. Yeah. Okay. No, we had stu- You know, it, it, they call them stewardesses, and now the flight attendants. They had, they had flight attendants. You know, it, yeah. It was so. It was so strange to see an American woman. You know, too. Yeah. You hadn't seen one in a year. You know, and they were welcoming us on the plane. It was just like, it was like heaven morning to be yeah. on that plane. Oh, you I know. Bet. I bet. And then, and then we. And I, I, another thing I always say, I never forget. I never forget this, but I never forget. He says, "We are out of." Uh, territory we are out of the vietnam territory uh, now i can only imagine the reaction on the plane yeah they, everybody everybody kind of went nuts yeah but um, yeah so I, I i i can remember that i can remember those those days <clears throat> really well more but yeah. that that's but the, the rest of the time i don't you know I, there's a lot of things i don't you know it's i, I sometimes i wish i would remember more because mm. you know I, I i look back on things and i think jesus did that did that happen did that happen you know yeah. and, like my, my my mother saved all my letters and so i was going through them the other day and i was wow did, I, I wrote i wrote this stuff and i wrote that you know and uh you know i didn't you know i didn't i didn't know i, I have a hard time remembering those those that, that period of time sometimes yeah. I don't know why well, it's, it's, but it's you know it's, it's nice that you have it written down I mean because I'm sure you were being very protective of your parents or, you know when you're writing those letters but um, yeah yeah, they didn't they didn't have a clue actually. but it's still nice that you had some of the memories or some of the things written down you know yeah. I think that's great that you you have those yeah, um, yeah. so yeah. like that's obviously like a, a, like that had to be a, did you think of it as a challenging moment in your life when you're going through all this or um no, I didn't worry. I thought everybody went. I thought that's everybody was doing this. You know, yeah. I thought I was, this is. I didn't think I was any different than anybody else. I mean, I'm, I'm with all these guys that were doing the same thing. You know, so right, right. I just thought that, the only time I thought it was different to it when I came back here. Yeah. And uh, and then people were, uh, you know, people here were just uh, they hadn't a clue. Mm-hmm. You know, they had they they hadn't a clue what was going on over there. Right. You know, and I mean, people my age. Yeah. They just you know. They just didn't didn't know and didn't care. They had so their lives a, here, so a, yeah, they didn't have to. Yeah, and the, it was also very controversial war, war too. So there was, um, yeah. I know, I know, coming back, um, that there, there was no like you know welcoming parades and all of that for for Vietnam veterans at that time. Um, no, and so coming back had to be a big a big transition, especially if other people didn't understand what you went through. That had to be, cause I know you, you know, you, you weren't, you were over there and, and, and had to deal with, um, some tough, tough, tough situations, even though that's what everyone else was doing. I know you, I know you probably downplay it, but you, you know, you were seeing some or put into some challenging situations there, but, um, like what, what but, would but, be, but no, but oh, no, go on. but no more, more, but no more, uh, the, the, there was a lot of people who had it much, much worse than I did yeah, and no, now, no, in all fairness, in all fairness, you know, there was, uh, you know, a lot of guys that, you know, they really, they really had it tough, you know, yeah. and really had it tough, you know, cause I, you know, and, uh, and I look back at my experiences sometimes, you know, I say, I was, you know, I was pretty lucky in a lot of ways, 
Yeah. You know? And so, uh, yeah. But what what, that, what what did you learn? I mean, I guess you could even talk, I consider like the idea of coming back and having to, well, let's maybe finish that up. Like did, so you came back from Vietnam and then did you go back to La Salle? Did you go? Yeah. Well, story more. So I, I, uh, when I, uh, when I was in Vietnam, uh, I was out, I was out quite a bit. I was, we were always out in the bush a lot, you know? Yeah. So, and so, uh, they brought, they pull you out. They pulled me out and put me back in a base camp about maybe 10 days before I was going to rotate back to the States. Oh, just to and get so, you uh, back and to, to acclimate you back a little bit. Yeah. And so they just get you, you know, cleaned up a bit, this and that too, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, and they were going out on another operation that was going to take maybe longer than I would before I should be rotating back. So I ended up uh, ended up working in a, in a guard bunker where we would I would be they, they made me what they call an E five like a sergeant, and uh, and so I was they put me in charge of this of maybe four or five bunkers along this big big massive perimeter, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I'd be sitting in there at, you know at nighttime pretty much nighttime. And there's all kinds of magazines and this and that. And there. so I was going through the magazines and I saw this thing in the magazine saying guaranteed job when you, uh, uh, after you get out of school. Oh. So I said, so I said, I sent that in. It was, it was DeVry in Chicago. Oh, no way. That's how you, yeah. that's, that's how you made that decision, dad. I had no idea. Yeah. And ah. so I, uh, so I said, I'll fill it out and just said, Get it. I to get out of school. And I knew when I get out, uh, if I go back to the summers, I could either work at the factory again or go back to work and maybe my father getting a job at Marquette Cement Company or doing something like that. But it wasn't what I wanted to do. You know, I right. didn't want to work in a factory. Right. So I filled it out. I filled it out, and I uh, that was probably. And then I I went back. I got back to the states maybe two weeks later, and uh, I got home to the cell and. Uh, I got a I got a letter in the mail saying ah. uh, you've been you've been accepted to DeVry, uh be in Chicago at such and such in January, huh. and um, so I I went up there interviewed and, they, uh, and got into DeVry. That's how I ended up going to school. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, and, know, and, I, I was in, wondering. In Chicago. I, yeah, I was wondering. Like, I knew you went to. I knew DeVry was kind of like going to school there. It was, but I didn't know that's what brought you to Chicago. I was wondering if you were already here at that point. Okay. Oh no, I I had no, I had no, I didn't even know what your I was, Maureen. Yeah. I you just no, happened to see I it in that no magazine. Idea. I the only thing I saw was guaranteed job at school. Job. <laughs> Sign me up. For sixty <laughs> sixty weeks, you know, sixty weeks, and then I'm out because the GI Bill paid for it. Yeah. And so I, I I said, well, if I can go for sixty weeks, and that, that's not too long because that's not four years like college. Right. And I said, well, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm going to go for that. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, so I got $130 a month, uh, for school. That's what DeVry charged, $130. And okay. went to DeVry and I worked at, uh, board of trade. Paid for my, uh, so you were just working for my trade just because then you just got a job there to, I went to DeVry at night. I, I started school oh. at, uh, I think, I think I started school at one o'clock in the day and I worked, no, not at one, it must be at two o'clock because the board of trade closed at one. Yeah. So I, I think, I, I think I started, it went from two to 10, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, at DeVry. At and, uh, so I, I worked every day at the board and then I went to school. Okay. And I did that for, I did that for 60 weeks. And when I got out of DeVry, I, I had, uh, Seven job offers. Whoa, guaranteed jobs. Seriously. Oh wow, Dad. Gu- gu- guaranteed jobs. That's what I. Uh, 
And uh, that's how I ended up working for WBBM Radio. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So, I didn't. I didn't realize. Uh... Yeah. yeah. So how did you? How did you get into the board of trade? You just apply, and they had positions. Yeah. I. I, I yeah. It was just. Uh, I don't know how that happened, more because I, I think Debray said uh, it, they, they 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 gave a list of places that were hiring for oh, part time work. You know. Right. You know, and and see, a lot of the guys that went to Debray in those days too was. Uh, they were veterans. A lot yeah. of guys were veterans. There were probably six or seven veterans in my class. Yeah. And uh, and so. Uh, and that's yeah, where you so met my godfather how, too, right? You met um, right, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, that's where Oliver went to school too. So, okay. and he got out of the army the same time I did. So, yeah. And so that's that's how that all came about. Uh, but I knew I didn't want to. I, I knew I didn't want to. Uh, I knew I I knew after Vietnam that I wanted to do something. You know, I knew I didn't want to. I didn't want to go back and work in a factory, and uh, and I figured, well, if I if I can make it through this, I'm going to try to do something with my life. And so that's how I ended up, uh, you know, yeah, trying to go to school, trying to go to school, and you know, and so I was, uh, yeah, and it worked out. More. I was yeah. glad. I, I was glad. I I had an interesting job. It was it was it was good, and uh, I. Uh, yeah, so that's that's how that all came about. Oh, and yeah, and I worked did... in radio. I, I, I worked in radio probably I think six years, and I transferred down to television, which was on the first floor. And then I worked in television probably maybe twenty five, twenty six years. Yeah, and you have. Lot, I mean, you do have lots of interesting stories from those times. So I won't even ask you about that. But I'm going to circle back and just, even though you wouldn't describe it as a challenging moment in your life, I feel like Vietnam kind of um, that experience had to just like. I mean, well, I should ask you, did it really shape you? And did, like, did you come away learning like, like any lessons that you took with you going into like, the rest of, I mean, obviously you even said, um, you knew after that experience that you wanted to, you know, do something bigger with your life that maybe you had imagined beforehand, you know? Um, but yeah. how, like, how do you yeah. think it, how do you think it shaped you or did, did it change you or lessons that you might've learned from being in that experience? Yeah, I think more in that. Uh, I think for me, you know, and, and I and I didn't, I, I wasn't, I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. But when I look back now, that you know, I, I didn't realize that Vietnam shaped me so much, uh, changed my life so much. Mm. Uh, it's only in the probably the last. Oh, I'd say ten years that I've actually really looked back on that and said, "What you know?" and and realized that it all had to do with Vietnam. If it wasn't mm-hmm. for Vietnam, Morgan, I I would never, I would never probably have done the things I've done in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. Uh, I I I know that. Uh, it, I I think Vietnam, for me, I realize that it, it's uh, that. Every day is a gift mm. that you get that you get a, that you get a chance. And I said, you know, I said this at Jimmy's wedding, and I and I think that every day that that that, that and, and and it's easy to forget. I mean, I remember, I I remember looking out at the board of trade one day. I'll never forget this. I saw these people walking down LaSalle Street, mm-hmm. and the American flags were flying down the street, mm-hmm. and, and I said, these people don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. On and and and, it's, and that wasn't the right thing to say, more because there's a lot of people that do have a clue. Yeah, no, that's but, fair. But 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 I, you know, and I says that 
it, and it just it just it just struck me, you know. And and I think it's always been with me, Maureen. But I never really, I, I never really, you know, you you you, you realize when you get older, like I am now, that how much it did affect me and how much it did shape me and what I am today and, and why, and why I, why I, I think sometimes I, I think about these kids that, that in the, in the school, school shootings now, how they'll be affected in the, yeah. in the years to come. And yeah. I think that they, they can go two ways. They can, they can let it bring them down or they can let them, it, they'll never be stopped. Anything they want to do, they know they can do it. They survive that. Yeah. You know, and I think, and I think that for me, that's what, you know, I, I like I, Vietnam was not something I talked about. I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't something that I, nobody really, I didn't really, I didn't talk about it for probably 30 years. Yeah. I, you know, I never really said, you know, I'm a Vietnam veteran. Nobody cared, I didn't think. Yeah. You know, now they do. Now, now people do care. And they say, thank you for your service and this and that. But, yeah. you know, but, but, you know, I, I, I think that I really, truly believe that the Vietnam experience for me was what I really try to live every day now, especially morning now, mm-hmm. especially as I got older, as I'm older now to really live to the fullest and, and try to grab every, every bit of life out of life and try to just do everything I can to, to enjoy life and see to see things, to see the sky and see the moon and see the sun coming up. And, you know, and I think that, you know, some of us, it's so easy not to see these things that are, you know, out there and just be so absorbed with your life and yeah. get in, in routine and get in routines and just want to, you know, get, get involved in work and this and that and not, yeah. not see the, what, the, the beauty that's out there. And so I think, I think I know that, I know that Vietnam has helped me to see that. Yeah, because I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I always remember when we, I remember one night I was laying out. And we, used to, I used to count the moons. How many more full moons I had left in Vietnam? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember I was laying out one night, and it was always on top of a bunker, and I said, "I got six more moons yet huh. to go." You know, and you'd yeah. see the shooting star because Vietnam was dark. You know, it yeah. was dark at night, and uh, and uh, except when they put up these rounds, aluminum round, illumination rounds, but I mean the sky you just see it. It was just amazing, amazing skies. So, yeah. So that's what I think, Maureen. I, I, I truly believe that, you know, there was a woman said, uh, they, they, that I remember they asked a woman once, uh, why is she such a good writer? Mm, and mm-hmm. she says, because she says, well, I was blessed with a tough childhood. Yeah. You know, and, and I think sometimes, uh, that, that kind of brings the best out of people sometimes. Yeah. No, I can't, I think we can learn, um, some of our best lessons through our most challenging like things in our life that happen. So that's why, yeah, mm-hmm. I just had to ask that question just to see, cause even though it was like, mm-hmm. um, probably a tough experience, even though you didn't know it was cause that's what everyone else was doing around you, but just, you know, how you kind of move forward and continue to grow or, you know, kind of have to figure out how to deal with, you know, going through an experience like that. Cause that's not something, that's not something too many of us can relate to, you know? So. Um, I think that's to me, Maureen, I, I think that's for me, that was the hardest part. Yeah. Not being able to find people that you could relate to. Right. You know, that was, that was, that was my biggest challenge, uh, especially working for CBS. You know, I, 
you know, it, uh, when people did find out that you were in Vietnam, you know, they'd ask you terrible questions, mm, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and uh, I, uh, it, it's just so nice sometimes for me to meet another veteran. Even I don't care if they're, I don't care what Iraq veteran or an Afghan veteran, Afghani veteran. Mm-hmm. It just, we all have something in common, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I think that's, uh, that's the hardest part I think for, for veterans is, is to feel like you're so isolated yeah. and nobody understands and nobody understands you. That's the hardest part I think for, for veterans, I think. I still remember going to that, um, that parade when they, when they finally, the veterans, yeah, it must have been a veterans home. day parade, like, and they did the welcome home, like so many years mm-hmm. later. Cause I was, I think I was in high school or, or at least eighth grade. Um, yeah, that was 19, 1986 morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, I graduated from eighth grade in '87. So, maybe um, seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, then. yeah. And so I remember going down there, and I, like, yeah, I, I can kind of um, transport myself back into the. There was one room where they had like, because they had events going on during the week that you were taking us down to, um, and mm-hmm. there was this one room where they were singing songs, and I think they had like a projector screen putting out um, different mm-hmm. visuals, and there was that one song, mm-hmm. and I was like. Oh, can't remember it but every time i hear it i think of um leaving a leaving on a jet plane right I think yeah, yeah 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 i can still remember everyone like singing that song yeah and just oh, like yeah, you, yeah. Knew, you knew everyone really understood that feeling i guess at that point in time so yeah 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 and, and the funny thing is more I, I uh i just joined a, a vietnam veterans group about so maybe four months ago yeah and, and and I went up to the, I went up and, and, and went up to a meeting, you know, and uh, they said, "Do we have any new members?" Mm-hmm. And I and I raised my hand. Well, get up and say your name and who you're with and this and that, you know. Yeah. And so I and so I had to get up and say my name, and I said, "I'm Jim Ryan with the 9th Infantry Division." I was with yeah. the 9th Infantry, and all of a sudden they started shouting out at me, you know, "Welcome back, welcome home," Aww. you know. Yeah. And I thought to myself, it was so nice to be with guys like that. Yeah. You know yeah. that. I think that's that's what's. Uh, I think that's something that uh, it's something I don't. It's hard to it's hard to put in words, but not many people can understand what what people go through to you. That other people that went through the same thing. You know, yeah. I think that's what it's. That's why that it's like a brotherhood or a sisterhood. You know, like right. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that because I know that's also something that people are like sharing some of that about Vietnam because I know people don't talk. Um, always like you know really openly about their experience in, in wars and things like that and that's actually something dad that i've always appreciated not that you talked about it much but you would tell us a little bit about it and i think it kind of gave us um as young people like a, a sense of what war was really like a little bit more you know what i mean then sometimes like i think it can be glamorized or you know and things like that and i think you mm-hmm. talking about it bits with little bits and pieces of it over the years kind of um gave us a little bit of an understanding granted like it's not something you could really ever truly understand i don't think but i think i always appreciated that you would talk about it as well so um yeah and i knew i had a feeling that that part of our conversation um would probably take a little while dad so i think what i'm going to do is kind of call this a stopping point here and if you'd be open to it i would love to talk a little bit um another time about after Vietnam 
and like you know us growing up a little bit um at that period of your life if, if you wouldn't mind another another hour one of these days um in the next couple of weeks okay well, <laughs> i know you're gonna be thrilled at that suggestion <laughs> But I think this might be a good stopping point we'll, for we'll, us we'll right see, now. We'll, we'll see, okay. Maureen. We'll That's see. That's always your answer. We'll see. I, mean, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I won't promise you anything. I, uh, I, I, I probably should just keep on going as I uh, – actually, I'm looking out my window right now, and I see an airplane flying by with a shamrock on the – on the back, it must, Aer Lingus, must be Aer Lingus. They're, they're coming in now. Coming in. Yeah. And I know you're going to be going out in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so, um, thank God. <laughs> but I love, I, uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed uh, hearing a little bit more of uh, the details of, of your, your young years. Thank you to my dad for taking some time to share a bit of his story. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. We all have a story, don't we? In the busyness of our lives, I think it's really important to take time to connect and be reminded of the simple truth. It can only bring us closer together. Just as my dad said, he tries to appreciate every day, the moon, the stars, the trees, the flowers. Maybe we can all try to take some time this week to listen and to really hear someone else's story. Thank you for taking time to listen. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Aligned. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Becoming Aligned and rate and review this podcast. I'm Maureen Ryan, and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care.